Good morning. Good morning. Look at your neighbor and tell them, I'm glad I'm sitting next to you. Today, we are going to practice with each other when it comes to hearing God's voice and moving in the power of God. So, you are blessed to be sitting next to somebody that you can practice with. Unless, of course, you know them. If you know them very well, then you have to find someone else soon. So I'm going to talk to you about hearing God, hearing God and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. There's a guy online called Mike Connell who, in my view, is the best I have heard when it comes to spiritual gifts. And I've heard quite a few. And um, I would recommend you to, some of you, listen, get off that internet right now and just listen. <laughs> You're already typing it in. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, search it. But don't start listening to him. Let me finish, right? But um, he's, he's very good. And uh, I would recommend you to listen to what he teaches on the gifts. That's all I've heard. So I don't know anything else he teaches. I don't know if anything else he teaches is good, but it's, it's worth listening to. Um, I want to share with you concerning hearing God and the gifts of the Spirit with the view of us practicing with each other. And um, don't be afraid. Don't be nervous. So I'm only going to speak for a very short time. So start counting me down for 30 minutes, no more. Somebody said, what? You're going to talk for that long? <laughs> right, you can start now, please. All right. If you have your Bible, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. We're talking about hearing God and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Hearing God and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. He says, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. We've already touched on this. But I want to say a few things about how to move in the supernatural. The things of the spirit are very simple. We as human beings tend to complicate them because of the way we have been brought up, because of our culture, because of our society. But actually, the things of God are very, very simple. And the more you learn from the Bible what God has to say about anything, the easier it becomes to receive the things that are already yours in God's kingdom. One of our emphases this year, in fact, our, not our, one of our emphases, our main emphasis this year is impact. And one of the, the slogans under the impact banner is authority. What the gift of the spirit and hearing God allows us to do is to exercise the authority that we have in God's kingdom. And Paul said to the Corinthian church, when it comes to spiritual matters, or when it comes to moving with the Holy Spirit, or when it comes to operating in the gifts of the Spirit or the manifestations of the Spirit, God does not want us to be ignorant. In other words, he does not want us to be without knowledge, without understanding concerning these things. He wants us to be able to know the Holy Spirit and work with him. Work with him in such a way that his power is clearly evident in our lives. 
When it comes to working with God and working with the Holy Spirit, you don't have to be highly educated. You don't have to be even very spiritual, surprisingly, to be able to work with the Holy Spirit. You don't have to be even spiritually mature to be working with the Holy Spirit. In fact, sometimes there are some people when the gifts of God operates through them, it's so powerful that when they are no longer anointed, they are a big disappointment because they have bad characters and bad attitudes. Because they are gifts that the Spirit of God gives to his people. It's like a Christmas tree has gifts that hang on them. Those gifts that hang on, the, um, those tinsels and those gifts that hang on the tree did not come from the tree. Somebody put it there. The gifts of the Spirit are like that. They operate in us and through us regardless of our levels of maturity. The thing that you do need to be able to do is to recognize what the Holy Spirit is saying when the Holy Spirit is working and to respond. So when you see people who move in the supernatural, what they have learned is to recognize how the Spirit of God moves. And that's what this series is all about. Because God wants you to be empowered and to be equipped as his children so that we can demonstrate his power, his kingdom, and the authority of his kingdom in a very, very real way. I remember many years ago, um, a young lady that I used to be in primary school with, um, who's not a believer, uh, I remember many years ago, um, I, I happened to randomly see her, and uh, she had this infection in her eye. And it had been there for uh, quite a while, quite a few days. And it's like she said, you know, she's had this infection. And I said to her, she didn't believe in God and not anything like that. And I said, can I, can I pray with, for you for, for that thing? And she said, sure. Now, this thing had been troubling her for quite a while. And it looked like it was going to go on for quite a long time. And we just simple prayer commanded the thing to, to go. And within the day, the thing had busted and the thing was cleared and she was completely healed. Now, it was very easy for that to happen. That, that, that wasn't a big deal for the Holy Spirit. And what I found is that when it comes to the gifts of the Spirit of God, it's very easy for it to happen with people who don't even know God. And one of the things I want to do is I want, I'd like to practice on somebody. So it's a practice. So if I get it wrong, it's okay because it's practice. But I want to practice on someone that I don't really know. So if you're a guest today, if it's the first time you've been here, you could, or, you know, you don't really talk to me. I could practice on you today. Everybody can watch. Then we can, then from that, you then learn how you should do it as well. Is that all right? So the things of the Spirit are simple. They're not complicated. It's, it's like here a little, there a little, like the scripture says. And as you learn little by little, your faith builds up, your faith grows. Then you will find that you become a lot more proficient in God's, um, the move of the Holy Spirit and how he works through you. And one of the things that God really wants for us is to learn to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Say fellowship with the Holy Spirit. That word, like I've already said, has with it the meanings of communion, of partnership, of sharing, and of distribution. It is a word that is like a family word. It talks about intimacy. It talks about relationship. And uh, 2 Corinthians 13, 14, we've already looked at this. He says, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion or the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. 
the grace of our Lord Jesus, the love of God, and the communion or fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Now, most Christians really enjoy the grace of Jesus. We know that we are saved by grace, and we tend to use the term, oh, it's by grace, it's by grace. How many of you like that term? By grace, by grace, we use it. And we all enjoy the love of God. And without God's love on a daily basis, how do you even survive? But very few appreciate the dynamism that is required in our lives in having fellowship with the Holy Spirit. He wants to have fellowship with you, intimacy with you, communion with you. He wants to be able to empower you, strengthen you to face whatever challenge that comes your way. His heart is to empower you the way Jesus would have if he was standing right next to you. And whatever challenge you are going through, and, and I see this with many of us, we face all kinds of challenges, but we, we don't often draw from the Holy Spirit to help us. I like to say to him, Holy Spirit, can you strengthen me? Holy Spirit, can you show me what to do? Holy Spirit, can you give me wisdom? Like if somebody comes to me, many times when, when people come to me and they ask me a question, I will say to him, Lord, and I'm referring to the Holy Spirit, give me wisdom. Show me what to say. Like if I'm preaching or teaching, I will often ask him, show me what to say. Show me what to do. Show me how to go about it. And I've learned that as you commune with him, as you address him, he also has a way of communion with you. Sometimes I'll feel so weak, so tired, and I'll say, Holy Spirit, please strengthen me. Sometimes I, I can't pray. I, I've, I've been ministering and pouring and pouring out, and there's nothing to give. I can't even pray now. So I'll say, Holy Spirit, could you lay me on people's hearts so that they pray for me? And so suddenly you start praying for me. You didn't even realize you were an answer to my prayer. That's, so, and then I start feeling strong again. So communion with the Holy Spirit is a vital. It's not like, an, it's, it's not like a, a, okay, you know, once in a while we have communion. It's as vital as enjoying the love of God. How many of you like to go one day without the love of God? How many of you? Today, I don't, I don't want your love today. Uh, we, <laughs> it's kind of crazy. How many of you, once in a while, you don't mind experiencing the grace of our Lord Jesus? Every day you want the grace of Jesus, isn't it? Especially when you go to sleep so that you can wake up again. More so, fellowship with the Holy Spirit. I want you to look at another scripture which kind of touches on this import, the importance of fellowshipping with him. It says in Acts chapter 9, verse 31, he says, Then the churches throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace and were edified. And walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, they were multiplied. Notice the two. Walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, they were multiplied. Now, the foundation out of which we relate to God is the fear of the Lord. Because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is simply this. It's where you have such respect and honor of God that it influences every decision you make. It influences how you live your life. It influences how you do your secret history where nobody's watching, and it influences how you do your public life. The fear of the Lord is really the proper respect and reverence towards God. And when a man or a woman's life 
is undergirded by the fear of the Lord, it is very difficult for them to compromise on their values. It's very difficult to, for them to, to allow the enemy in. Now, these believers, they walked in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. You see, the two are very important because when we talk about fellowship with the Holy Spirit, if you don't have the fear of the Lord as a foundation, then you can become a victim of a person who God is using powerfully, but is living a reckless life. Is living an unaccountable life. But when you have the fear of the Lord as the foundation out of which your fellowship is with the Holy Spirit, then you will see great results. The church here, they multiplied. Now that word comfort of the Holy Spirit, that word comfort comes from a Greek word paraklesis. And it has several meanings. They're very powerful. One of the words it means, is it, are we okay? Okay, thank you. One of the words that it means is to, is imploration or an old English word, hortation. And that word really, what it means is that it's the act of exhorting or encouraging someone, inciting or giving them advice. So they were walking on a daily basis as a lifestyle uh, in a relationship with the Holy Spirit where he was giving them advice as to what to do. Also, from that word paraclesis comes another word of, the word literally solace or comfort, which really is this ease and freedom from pain or any constraint. So in other words, they were experiencing the Holy Spirit on a, in a When, thank you. Can you lower this, please? When they face trials or challenges or any difficulties, they were able to draw from the Holy Spirit to comfort them. You see, you might be going through, can you lower me a little bit? You might be going through something in your life that is overwhelming you. God doesn't want you to be overwhelmed. He wants to be able to comfort you. But you have to ask him to comfort you. He will not force you. The Holy Spirit will not force himself on you. You literally have to say, Lord, I feel overwhelmed. Can you comfort me, please? Can you strengthen me? Holy Spirit, can you strengthen me? And even if you said, Jesus, can you strengthen me? The Holy Spirit will strengthen you because he's here to represent Jesus. And he glorifies Jesus. Also, that word um, paraclesis has with it consolation which is the comfort we receive after loss or disappointment. So again, he comes alongside us when we've gone through disappointments, when we've gone through disasters, when we've had unexpected experiences happen to us. He comes and he eases the pain. He strengthens us. He doesn't necessarily always remove the pain. He's not a magician. That's not, no. He helps to form Christ in us. So he comes alongside to help you go through it. You know, at times we want God to be like a, a magician. You know, take all my problems away. Make my life better per se. No, he wants your life to be better in a way that reveals the glory of Christ through you. Amen. And also, that word paraclesis has a bit exhortation, which means to address or communicate and 
emphatically urging somebody to do something. So sometimes the Holy Spirit, he will literally be telling you, come on, do this, do this, do this. And you keep bringing that thing to your heart, bringing that thing to your heart, bringing that thing to your heart. And you keep telling you, go this way, go this way, go this way. Now, he will never force you. He will never force you. But he will urge you. He will encourage you. And that is, that is what the comfort of the Holy Spirit is. And that's what these believers were experiencing. So they had the fear of the Lord. They had the comfort of the Holy Spirit. And then they grew. I believe that as a church, this is what we need. The fear of the Lord and the comfort of the Holy Spirit. I believe that that's what you need as a child of God. The fear of the Lord and the comfort of the Holy Spirit. To cause you to grow. To cause you to multiply. To cause your life to flourish to the glory of God. Amen. So, when we flow in the gifts of the Spirit, we have to recognize that it is the Holy Spirit that is doing His work. And He's doing that work with us. And it is not my spiritual level. So, like, when we begin to practice on each other, don't try and force it. Don't try and look good. Don't try and not make a mistake. Don't. Don't worry. Like when you're walking with the Holy Spirit, when you're working with him, I have learned that if you don't mind getting it wrong, you rarely get it wrong. But if you get really concerned about getting it wrong and getting it right, you often get it wrong. What, what is it? It's about faith. It's about trusting God. It's about relying on God. It's about being willing to say, Actually, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Or actually, I've got myself in a jam and I don't know how to get myself out. The other day, um, I hope he doesn't mind me sharing this. Um, somebody that I know was looking for accommodation and it was very, very urgent. And uh, they had asked me to pray with them and I said, no, you, you, you'll be all right. And then it was getting desperate. So I, I said to the Lord, I said, you know what, Lord? I am asking you to help us out now because it's really getting desperate and the prices are going really up. So you need to help us out. Um, and I said to him, I'm sorry for this thing that I said and this thing that I did that I think has made the situation worse. Could you just kindly help us out? Within a few hours, the whole thing was sorted out. The person got the, a much better deal than what they had before, and they were very happy, and so was I. But, but without, without us relying on the Holy Spirit, that wouldn't have happened. You see, it's in the big things and it's in the little things. Here, it's like a classroom. So that when you are out there, the real life, you can put it into practice. So when you're practicing on each other, as you're going to do very soon, very shortly, yes, good. Um, I want to encourage you not to be afraid of getting it wrong, but rely on the Holy Spirit to work through you. First uh, Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 to 11, it says this. No, just verse 7, sorry. Verse 7 and also verse 11, it says this. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. That's verse 7. I want you to see that. The manifestation of the Spirit, those nine gifts that we looked at, are given to benefit everyone. They're given for the benefit of everyone, to profit all. So when the Holy Spirit is working through you, 
He's working through you so that it can be a blessing to that person. So that it can strengthen, it can help. It can bring a solution, a viable solution to that person's life. It is, the gifts are not given to the church so that the church is destroyed. It's not given to the people of God so that they are living in terror. They are living in fear. It's fear of the unknown, fear of what the devil could do, fear of what people might be planning. No, 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 no. They are given so that everybody can be built up. Everybody can be strengthened. Amen. Verse 11 says, But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually or severally as he wills. In other words, when the Holy Spirit uses you, he doesn't just give you one gift. There's like a combination of gifts that he, he flows through you. So sometimes a person will have a prophecy, but as they give the prophecy, there will be a word of knowledge in that prophecy or a word of wisdom in that prophecy. Sometimes a person will, will have the gifts of healings flowing through them, but they'll also have a word of knowledge to show them what to do. I tend to see this with myself where God will give me a word of knowledge and a gift of faith in order to bring a healing. So, for instance, what Angela was doing, she had had words of knowledge about individuals that God now wants to minister to specifically. Some of them bring prophetic revelation. Some of them bring healing to their bodies. And as she exercises her faith and as they receive it in faith, they will see a supernatural outcome. So I want to encourage you that when you make yourself available to God to use you, expect him to bring more than one gift through you because he's a generous God. Can you say amen? And I think I want to point out to you that it is always, for the child of God, it is always possible to know the mind of the Holy Spirit. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12, the Bible says, now, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. We have received the spirit that is from God so that we may know everything that has been freely given to us. Beloved, there is a wealth of treasures in the kingdom of God that is freely yours. You should never be a beggar. You should never be living like you're a beggar or a pauper because of the challenges you're facing. Now, don't get me wrong. Do, it's okay. I don't need it right now. It's okay. Thank you. Um, now, if you've done, if you've made bad choices so that you have bad outcomes, you have to be willing to face those choices that you've made. And take responsibility. If you want God to intervene, before he clears your mess, you have to be willing to acknowledge where you've gone wrong. Can you say amen? And once you do that, then you allow yourself to access what is yours. And there's a wealth of riches that are yours. Um, the best way we become familiar with the mind of God, by the way, is for us to know the scriptures first. The more you become familiar with the scriptures, the easy, easier it becomes for you to be able to recognize what is of God and what is not of God. Uh, and the more you will become familiar with the scriptures, the easier it becomes to be able to divide the scriptures 
with accuracy. Sometimes when I hear people talk about the things of the spirit, uh, spiritual gifts, from a very sincere heart, they have a lot of knowledge, but they lack the ability to divide rightly. Simple things in scripture. Something like speaking in tongues, which is a very simple grace to have. It, 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 there are all kinds of controversies surrounding it. Now, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to speak disparagingly of anyone who has a different opinion to me, but I'm just saying it's very, very simple. The things of the Spirit are simple. You don't need a degree in theology to understand the things of the Spirit. Anything in the Bible that you need a degree in theology to understand, you should treat with suspicion. I'm serious. Because the, I'm serious. Because the Bible is not written for the highly educated. He said, where is the wise? Where is the disputer of this world? God has made foolish the wisdom of this world. Don't get me wrong. I believe in education. Education is very important. I think I have a little bit of it myself. But, 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 but the point I'm making is, is that the things of the spirit are easily digestible by the uneducated. That's why you find at times they're not, they're not so educated. <laughs> Those of you who've been to Africa and some of these places, you know what I'm talking about. They really can move in the power of God. But you can see they're not very educated when the other things they bring with it. You know, there's other things they bring with it. But you can see some of these guys, they, it's like, wow, that's amazing. They have revelation, knowledge, and all of that amazing stuff. And then you see the other things they bring with it. They'll say something like, always keep your Bible open so that the devil doesn't attack you. You know, they'll say something like, be careful of the witches and the wizards. It's like, come on, come on. Really? Witches and wizards? Are you having a laugh? Nah. Nah. Even their bosses are under our feet. Come on. Are you still here or have you gone home? All right. So, uh, we have to learn, however, to recognize when the Spirit of God is trying to tell us something. So I, there's a few promptings, that, a few things that he kind of does as a prompt, but anything that he gives you will be undergirded by Scripture. By Scripture. So if the Holy Spirit prompts you into a direction, it will not undermine the biblical revelation of who you are in Christ. And this is why, for me, I, 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 am, I have a very simple take when it comes to the enemy and his operations. Um, I'm not going to say who, but the other day, uh, a very sincere, very spiritual person shared a dream that really troubled them. Very godly person. When they shared the dream, they gave their understanding of the dream. And, uh, and then I kind of uh, was chuckling to myself because their, their understanding of the dream was filtered by their own fears. Now, when I shared with them what I thought the dream meant, they felt so liberated. They were so happy. They were so... Glad. Now, the point I'm making is this. God will speak to you in a way, in certain ways, that at times you may not even understand what he's saying. You may not understand it. Doesn't mean he hasn't spoken to you. You see, so if you don't understand what he's saying, you can come to a very wrong conclusion. You understand? So I'll give you some of the ways he speaks. Very briefly, sometimes he'll give you an impression in your spirit. Impression in your spirit is like an intuitive knowing. You know, sometimes somebody's speaking like I'm speaking now, and I might be saying all the right things, but you think, mm -mm, there's something about that man. I hope you're not thinking that now. <laughs> there's something about that man. 
because maybe in my secret life, I'm a very bad person. I'm not telling you whether I am or I'm not. You have to make up your mind or ask my wife. But your spirit will pick up something that bypasses your mind. So you have an intuition. Sometimes you have an, an impression in your spirit about something that is going to happen. That there is no rational reason why you feel this way. Maybe you normally take this, go, go this way to work. And as you start driving that way, you feel uneasy. And then you hit some massive traffic. That tends to happen a lot in, in my life. Another, another way in which sometimes the Holy Spirit will try to get your attention is like a strong thought. That suddenly comes to your mind. A strong thought. Now, please. That's also some of the ways in which the enemy tries to get your attention. So, let's be clear. Right? Because <laughs> he counterfeits. But many times, the Holy Spirit, when you ask him a question, he will give you a strong thought. I'm not talking about where your own mind conjures. Because you know that happens. You know, hi, I, Holy Spirit. Hi, Joe. That's me. I just made that up. You know, hi, Holy Spirit. Hi, Joe. You know, sometimes people are preaching and say, Holy Spirit, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're lying. Don't believe them. They're lying. Honestly, it's not silly. Um, but having said that, at times he will speak to you in a strong thought. Just a thought. Boom. It dominates your mind. And the thought, when acted upon, glorifies Jesus. Please, husbands, don't say, I've just had a strong thought to divorce my wife. That's the devil. Also, also... At times, when he speaks audibly, it's in a familiar voice. In a familiar voice. So, for instance, you find with Samuel, when God spoke to him in audible voice, he honestly thought he was hearing Sam, um, Eli, his, 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 his father and mentor. But he was hearing God. And so, sometimes, God will use a familiar voice. Or even in a dream, he'll use a familiar authority figure face to speak to you. It doesn't mean that person has any knowledge of it. You know, sometimes... People will have a dream and they'll see, say, their pastor and they think, wow, that man is really spiritual. He came to, he, he doesn't know anything. He, he's not there. It's just God, the Holy Spirit, using an authority figure to speak into your situation. Sometimes people will see their father in a dream, maybe giving them some good advice. They think, wow, my dead dad is speaking to me. No, your dead dad is really dead. But it's just God is using an authority figure <laughs> to speak to you. Hallelujah. All right, time's nearly up. Another way, sometimes he might, he might give sensations in your body, like healing. When it comes to healing, for instance, you get heat sensations in your hands. Um, at times, people get, how many of you get heat sensations at times? Once in a while, you get like a heat sensation in your hand. And again, I'm not talking about menopause hot flashes. I'm not talking about that. All right? But you, and it's a, it's a very comforting, very warm sensation of the presence, the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit. Again, at times when he, he, he's prompting us, I'm talking more promptings, not speaking, promptings. He will give you an urge to say something. You get a sudden urge to just say something. So often those who are anointed with a prophetic mantle, they come, when they, they bring the word, they, have, they may feel an urge to say one little something, and then as they open your mouth, a whole um, host of things comes out. That's how the prophetic works. Also, sometimes, um, especially in the area of healing and, um, and deliverance, an overwhelming sense of compassion comes where you feel a strong pull to try and help 
and alleviate a situation. Um, now, like at times, um, I see people who have very um, difficult situations. It's five more minutes and then we're done. Calm me down, five more minutes. And it doesn't move me. Like the situation is very bad, but it doesn't move me. And then other times, I see a situation that's not so bad, and I'm moved. Why? Because one of them, I'm moved by the Holy Spirit. The other one, I'm, I'm just Joseph. You know, very selfish, outside of the grace of God. So I don't, I'm sorry you're going through a bad time, you know. But it's a bad world. So when it's Joseph, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm really busy as well, you know. I'm sorry. It's really hard, I'm sure. God loves you. Uh (laughs) So I have to literally force myself to be nice because naturally, outside of the grace of God, I'm just really selfish. I know you are not like that. Look at you holy people. But uh, (laughs) you can ask my wife and my children. Outside of the grace of God, I'm just an oaf. So when I get this overwhelming sense of compassion, God is really moving. I know. Also, an uneasy feeling. Sometimes you're going to do something and you get an uneasy feeling. Mm. But you really want to do it. And you do it anyway and then it's a disaster. <laughs> How many of you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's not the devil who gave you that uneasy feeling. You're going to do something. Sometimes, I'm not talking about nerves. All right? There's a difference between nervousness when you're about to get married and an uneasy feeling about the guy or the girl. You look at the girl you get an uneasy feeling. <laughs> That's different. I'm not talking about nerves. Nerves is normal. Well, for most people. Yeah, I wasn't nervous at all when I was getting married. I was very happy. She's going to marry me. In Jesus' name, she'll marry me. In Jesus' name. <laughs> Before it wears off, hallelujah. In Jesus' name, she'll marry me. <laughs> also, sometimes God literally speaking and audible voice. This is very rare. Very rare. In my whole Christian life, the only times I've heard audible voices are in dreams, and it's twice. And they were even in dreams. So if you get regular audible voices, check the psychiatrist and the psychologist, because you need help. I'm serious. Also, at times God will prompt you through an open vision. So you suddenly begin to see something. How many of you have ever had open visions before? Wow, you are the blessed ones. I have never, I'm just being honest, 36 and a half years walked with Jesus. I have never had an open vision. I really feel a bit envious. I was going to say jealous. Jealous, envious about those who get open visions. Like if I had an open vision where I saw you were walking down the street and then you crossed the road and then, man, I I would say it with confidence. I, I saw you. I don't get that. No, no, no. What I get, I like, is it me or is it, is it God kind of thing? I have friends who, they, 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 like, they'll start seeing pictures, a, a movie in, on your forehead. So, hey, give me some of that. I think this man, he gets some of that. Once he gets these visions. I mean, if I had, you know, nah, I don't. Then the next one, this is the one I kind of get a bit of inner visions, pictures. You close your eyes and you see picture. Even that one, I only get them in silhouette. Silhouette, not even proper color. Silhouette. It's like a silhouette. I'll see a silhouette. One day, a lady, I think I've, I don't get them a lot, so I probably I've heard this about five times. I'll just use a few that I have experienced. 
a lady, I was praying for someone in India, I was ministering to them, and as I looked around, I saw on this lady, the, she was a Christian, you know, the, the thing that they go to the temple, they put there. I saw it right on her head in red, and then it went. So actually, I had the color, a color one. So I was like, hmm. So I asked the Holy Spirit, what's that? So he told me a few things. So then I said to the pastor, uh, our pastor, Sam, you know, this is what I've seen. And he was like, oh, pastor, yes, tell her. So we called her. And basically, even though she was a Christian, she was sneaking and going into the Hindu temple. So she'd been caught red-handed. <laughs> and then sometimes a trance, a trance. God would allow you to um, see a, a vision in a trance where your senses are suspended, but you can see something happen. Anyone ever had trances before? Yeah, it's kind of high-level thing, very few of, yeah, trance, Let's move on. And then dreams, dreams that come to your mind. After, you, after you've had a dream, you're in the context and the dream come to you and it's related. Or sometimes you have a dream and God is speaking to you. And then this one I really like, scripture verses that come to you as you're praying for people. Often people under, underestimate how powerful that is. Scripture verses. Amen. So, desire spiritual gifts. Desire spiritual, I want us to practice. I haven't, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you how. So, can we practice? Does anyone want me to practice on them? Anybody? All right. Before, <laughs> now, I, it's people that I don't really know. You know, because, all right, that gentleman there, I don't really know you. Yes, I don't even know you, actually. Oh, boy. All right, so, so how we're going to do this? Hi, what's your name? Michael. Michael, I'm Joseph. Are you nervous? No. I'm terrified. <laughs> All right, so Michael, I'm going to pray for you, and I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to uh, uh, speak to me about you, and then I'm going to share something that I feel God is saying. Is that all right? Are you a Christian? Right, so, so I, 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 you can tell I'm not moving in Revelation because I should have known that, isn't that? <laughs> All right. Okay, so I'm going to go through some steps to help you. In, in the notes that I've given, um, if you access the notes online, all these steps are there. So if you, the Bible tells us to desire spiritual gifts. Say desire spiritual gifts. So what does that mean? When God asks you to desire something, it's because he wants to give it to you. Right? God does not ask you to want something only for you. You can look at my notes. It's all right. Yeah, you can. Look. There you go. There you go. There, there. So he doesn't ask you to desire something only to tease you. No. It's because he wants to give it to you. So when you desire spiritual gifts, you're hungry for it. You expect it. You ask God for it. You reach out by faith for it. You encourage others in it. You celebrate it when you see it in action. And you don't give up in your pursuit till it becomes commonplace. And God only wants to give you good gifts. So whenever you are asking God for something, don't ever think that he is going to give you or is going to allow something bad to happen. All right. So, Michael, could you stand here, please? All right. So that you don't see my nose. No, 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 no. I mean, no, no, seriously. I'm just joking. Turn around, Michael. Right, right. Right. So what I'm going to do is, if you, when you want to minister to someone, 
you have to position your spirit a certain way. In Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 1, the prophet says, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. So the, the, here you see that the prophet positioned himself a certain way. So when you want to hear from God, you create the right environment. So in this context, I'm creating the right environment for my spirit. So I'm allowing my spirit to begin to kind of quieten down so that I can begin to hear God concerning Michael. Okay, thank you, Holy Father. And then the second thing is you believe that God desires to speak to you. And I am convinced that God has something wonderful to say to me about Michael. Then you focus on God through praise and thanksgiving. So, Father, I really want to thank you for the tremendous opportunity that I have to be able to be a blessing to this young man here. This young man who you love. So, I've just moved on to the next stage, which is focus on God's heart of love and grace and goodness for Michael. And, Father, just thank you so much that you love Michael, that you died for Michael. That Michael is seeking and he's searching more of you. He's seeking and he's searching, Lord, even the right environment for him to grow spiritually. Thank you, Father, for the experiences that he's had in the past, both the negative and the positive. But now, Lord, thank you that Michael is desiring a greater reality in you. Lord, enough of the superficiality, enough of the prosperity doctrine. Lord, he wants solidity. He wants uh, a real dynamism in your word and with your spirit. And so as I'm doing this, I'm celebrating Michael and I'm praying into him. I'm getting some kind of insight about the fragment of information that the Holy Spirit wants me to address in Michael's life. And then you wait on the Lord of a surrendered heart. So now my heart is completely surrendered to the Holy Spirit. And I'm saying, Holy Spirit, just really, I am yours. Speak into me and through me the way you desire. Now, at this one, pray in other tongues if you're able to do it. I can do that. So what tongues does is it just energizes your spirit even more. But if you cannot do it, that's okay. The Spirit of God is still in you. So um, I, I, won't, I won't do this because I don't really need to. And, uh, well, actually, I'm going to now. Now that I said I am actually going to. Because the last one is dialogue with God about what you are receiving. So that's what I'm going to do as I speak in tongues. Holy Spirit, I thank you. This is what I believe the Holy Spirit wants me to tell you. First of all, the Spirit of God wants me to reaffirm his love for you. That he is with you and he's with you all the way. That's the phrase I hear. And that the Spirit of God is saying to me to say this, that Michael, even though you have searched, that he has always been with you. And that now he's requiring of you to go deeper and to become stronger in the faith. And I feel, this is what I feel in my spirit, that like um, in, your, in, in your walk with God, that um, now this can, be, this can apply to everybody, but this is what I feel to emphasize to you that you really are desiring um, a, greater, uh, 
a reality with God that you haven't been walking in. And this is a real need. And even part of why you're here, why you are in this church today, has to do with something like that. Now, I could be, it could be somebody invited you or whatever, but this is what I feel, that God is saying to you, don't give up in your quest. Keep seeking. And uh, the scripture says, you shall seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. And the Holy Spirit wants you to become really wholehearted, more than you are right now. Uh, there was a time, for a short time, this is what I see, where you were wholehearted. But now is the time for you to dig again. Are, are you married? Are you, what, what is it? you're not married? Are you a student? What, I'm not moving the revelation yet. I'm asking a question for a reason. Well, well, Mike, that's all I've got. God wants me to affirm, um, tell you of his love for you. He wants me to say to you that you have to dig deeper. You have to um, become more radical in how you serve him than what you've done in the past. And uh, that's what I have. So I hope it's okay. Do you want to respond to that? Thank you. <laughs> Afterwards, I want to talk to you privately. Okay. Yeah? So God bless you. Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Well done. He's very brave. He's very brave. All right. So uh, that, that, that was a, a little test. Who, who, wants, who wants to be another guinea pig? No. It's people I don't know. Uh, ah, okay. I don't know. Do I know you? <laughs> All right. Now, this time, sorry, what's your name again? Tambo. Tambo. Yeah, remember we met the other day and we planned this yeah, thing. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to um, uh, uh, minister with Tambo, but you're going to find someone, and we're going to go for it together. All right? So if you want to practice on someone, raise your hands. All right, if you want to practice on someone, raise your, raise your hands. Some of you are sitting down there. You want to be practiced on. All right, come, if you want to practice, come and stand here. Come Stand where you are, actually, if you want to practice on someone. Stand where you are, if you want to practice on someone. All right, excellent, excellent. Aye! All right, if you want to be practiced on, raise your hand. Okay, you want to be practiced on. So find, find some of these guys who want to um, practice. Find them, find them now, find them, especially if you don't know them. Quickly, quickly. Uh, the rest of you that are sitting down, why did you come to church? I'm serious. I mean, if you're a guest, that's fine. How many of you want God to speak to you? You want God to speak to you. If you want God to speak to you, stand. If you want God to speak to you, stand. And find somebody right now. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Ah, Don't be afraid. Now, you two are friends. You, ca you can't do it with a friend. You can't do it with a friend. Sharon? Okay, go on. Yeah, yeah. Quickly, 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 quickly. There are people here. Well, go and find someone then. Just find someone who's sitting down. There's Darren over there. You can, you can minister to Darren, this young man here. Okay, no, no. Go on, no, no, no. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Quickly. Uh, some of you are sitting down. I don't, I don't get it. You, Jack, okay. Yeah, yeah, come on. Jackie and uh, Auntie Pauline, come on. And Roger and, and Estina. I, I'm going to call your names. Ah, come on. <laughs> who, who has a shoulder problem? Who has a shoulder problem? That's okay. Okay, no, 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 no. 
Now wait, I'm going to guide you. Yeah. Okay. Now, now I can pray for you another time. Yeah. You need it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll find someone to pray for you. All right. Well, hold on. Go over there. Don't worry. Your shoulder problem will be dealt with. Don't. Don't. All right. All right. So. Now. We're going to go through how to minister to someone supernaturally. Those of you online, make some notes. If you are there with somebody, you can do it with them. But if you're driving, don't do it, all right? All right. So, the first thing is, come here, um, Tambo. Tambo. Right, so, Oliver, okay, fine. The first thing is this. Uh, If you want to uh, minister to someone supernaturally, you have to desire to be used by the Holy Spirit. So what I want you to do is I want you to desire to be used by the Holy Spirit. So right now, I want you to be prayerful. Begin to be prayerful. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I want you to just begin to pray for the next minute. Just begin to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to, um, to use you. Tell him, I desire to be used by you today. And say to him, I'm surrendering my heart to you. Just begin to do that. Begin to pray. And then pray in the Spirit. So, Holy Spirit, thank you for today. Holy Spirit, I desire to be used by you today. Holy Spirit, I thank you for your love, for your mercies, for your kindness. Surrender your heart to the Holy Spirit through prayer. Begin to do that. Holy Spirit, I give my heart to you. I give my heart to you. My heart belongs to you. Just tell him, Lord, my heart belongs to you. The person that you're standing with should be doing the same thing. Both of you, not just, not just you, the recipient. Both of you should be doing this. So, Tamo, you should be doing this as well. Are you, are you a, a believer? Yes, I'm. Excellent. So, even better. So, you, so you're going to minister to me. It ain't going to be one-way street, mate. So, the person that you are, you are um, some of you who are sitting down, we, by the way, I will, I will allow it. Um, ah! Anyway, anyway. It's Anita here. Is Anita here today? Anita. Okay, she's not here. Oh, dear. Well, I, should, I have a word for her. All right. So, just tell him. And then the third point is this. Have a heart to be a blessing to the person you are going to minister to. Remember, prophecy is to build up, is to stir up, and is to heal. So ask God to make you a channel of blessing to this person. Holy Spirit, thank you. Help me to be a blessing to Tambu. Help me to be a blessing to Tambu. Lord, hallelujah. Focus your heart on God's heart of compassion and love for the person you're ministering to. God loves them. God died for them through his son. God longs to see them whole. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercies. Thank you for your grace. Thank you that you love Tambo. Thank you that you died for Tambo through our Lord Jesus. Thank you. That because you live, he lives. 
Now ask God to give you a gift or a word for the person you're ministering to. And pay attention to what comes to your heart and mind. Now pray into what you feel in your heart about the person you're ministering to. So pray for them at this point. Begin to pray in for them at this point. So Tambu, pray for me right now. Father, thank you for Temple. Once you've prayed for each other, share from a humble and accountable spirit what you believe God is saying. Some of you are already doing that, all right? So share what you believe God is saying and then, yeah, with each other. What does it 
what I'm getting for your life right now. Yes, yes. So I want to read it so that I don't misquote you because I'm quite rusty at the moment. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> All right, so finally, pray for each other. All right.
Hallelujah. All right. Now, um, because of time, this is just a little tease that we've been doing. Um, it would be great to have some testimony. Has anybody been blessed at all? Who was, who was blessed? Who was blessed? Hallelujah. If you've been blessed, give the Lord a clap offering. So, I was really blessed by this powerful man of God here. Hallelujah. He, 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 he got revelation and then he ministered into my life and into a very powerful situation. I want a few testimonies. So, if you want to testify, if you can quickly come. Quickly, so that we don't run out of time. But I want him to share what he had because I want to teach something out of this. Go for it. Okay, are you, are you yeah. Praise God. Um, okay. <laughs> well, no, I'm joking. Um, while I was praying, what happened was that God began to show me a wound on the side of the pastor here. And then as the wound was piercing, it was like water started to flow out. And so then what God was, um, what I felt the Holy Spirit was talking to me about was the fact that there was a bit of betrayal in regards, can I say that? Is that, oh, okay, cool, cool. So, <laughs> in regards to betrayal, in regards to ministry, and also things that um, have affected me in the past. But then one thing where Pastor actually clarified was, for me, I was just like, all I kept on seeing was water keep flowing, water keep flowing. And then Pastor began to tell me, which is really important, about understanding scripture and knowing the word. And the one time that you actually see um, water flowing, sorry, I know I speak really fast, um, where, I saw water, where we saw water flowing was on the cross. And um, while Jesus was on the cross, what happened is that obviously he was betrayed. But on top of that, he was pierced. And as he was pierced, water and blood began to flow out. And with the water and blood that began to flow out, listen to me preaching like it's my own message. <laughs> you are so bad. Um, as the, <laughs> this is all him, you know. I'm just like... <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so as the water and blood began to flow out, that what, what that was, that was the beginning of the birth of ministry and the church. And so that even though the, through pain, something new can be birthed. And so literally through that process... That's what, yeah, we got him. He's done very well because he's, he's kept something very important. So the senior leaders will know that he's touched on something that we shared on this morning. So that they know that it's a confirmation. Hallelujah. Awesome. All right. Come on, give him a hand. Give him a hand. Yeah, I shared something, but you don't need to. All right, go on. Um, and then pastor began to pray for me as well. And he started to talk about um, Isaiah 43, verse 12. And he talks about... 18? Okay, but it talks about um, how God is doing a new thing and healing from broken relationships and forgetting the past because um, it's so funny. The one thing that God has been talking to me about, which I never said to you, is that God, the one thing is I'm a loving person, but it takes a lot for me to forgive. So when someone really, because I love with all my heart, but then the moment someone betrays me, I'm like, no, I hate you. But... Um, <laughs> But literally, what God was literally telling me, um, and literally it was confirmation, and prob not probably, it's definitely the reason, two reasons why I came today, was that to forgive and literally allow God to begin to do a new thing in regards to the relationships that I have. So, Awesome. God bless you, sir. Thank you. All right. Time is up. Uh, so maybe you can testify another time. God bless your life. Amen. <laughs>